what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Anime Brothers Podcast 100th episode. Can we get a standing ovation from the audience, please? Woo! Yeah! Thank you, thank you. Guys you guys suck. Yeah. Hey, hey, get well, him hey, out of here. Whoa, whoa, get yo, him get him out, out of here. here. Why is he not wearing a shirt? Put on a shirt. <laughs> anyway, Did I Did you ever JD. think we'd get here? What? Did you ever think we'd get here? Um, yeah, of course I did. Okay, cool. I definitely <laughs> also did. <laughs> okay, yeah, you you definitely also did. Uh, I'm JD. He he ruined my introduction, and that is Earthworm, the the rude interrupter over there. I and, did. Uh, I fucked up. We're here for the 100th episode special, technically, because it it goes in part with the 99th episode that was Earthworm's 50 greatest favorite characters, basically from anime. Absolutely, my top 50 characters from anime and one from manga, but th- we'll. Don't worry about that. Of all time. And uh, <laughs> this week we're here to celebrate the man, the myth, the legend himself. The simplest J. of men. D, the simplest of men. He is here to present his top 50 anime characters of all time. Uh, the rules are simple. No more than three characters per show. Other than that, they just have to be from anime or manga if you want, you know, whatever. Some <laughs> sort of Japanimation here. Um, yeah. I know I'm I excited only, to hear it. I only have one manga. I mean, I technically have watched, like, I mean, read the manga after Hunter Hunter a little bit, but that's still the same thing as the anime. So, really, I've only read one piece. You don't have to worry really about me putting manga on here. Sorry for you manga readers. It's just not my thing. You know, sometimes a series is just so impactful in your life that it expands mediums. <laughs> oh, I hear you. I hear you. Um, so before we get onto this big hell of a list and all that, do you have any updates? Anything going on, my friend? Um, okay, I'm still on my horror movie binge. I am taking Ooh. recommendations. Also, if you are a horror buff that is listening, join the Discord uh, and let talk to me about this. Um, I'm looking for that like you know mystery cosmic horror that's like the fear of the unknown thing. Hit me up, let me know. But this is it's going great, honestly. I'm I'm having a great time. Um, well, I'm me- glad. I just recommend the one anime I want you to watch that's kind of like in the mood that you're at, and I hope you watch it because it's only like 10 episodes whenever you get the time by yourself. I really should. Um, I actually don't have any anime on the docket that, that I need to watch for the podcast or I'm planning to watch for my own, so maybe that's what I'll do. Devil Man Cry Baby, man. That's only rec- I, I'm not a horror guy, so that's like the only recommendation that's somewhat an anime and somewhat it's not horror horror, but yeah, yeah. it's definitely something where instant dread is upon you. So I feel that. All right, I, I like it. Um, but because of this horror binge, I've been thinking about picking up some Junji Ito manga. See what that's all about. Weren't you criticizing that not too long ago? Uh, not his manga. I might have thrown some shade at the adaptation, the anime adaptation. Oh, okay, so it's the anime you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, I would never throw shade on Junji Ito. Um, All right, because his boy's about to lose it out here. No, you want to talk about, like, the Mount Rushmore of manga artists as far as being able to, to, I mean, just art style, artwork. He's up there with, like, Miura, and we can have an argument about the rest of the people, but Junji Ito definitely gets a spot. And, okay, um fair enough. Other than that, uh, I did this like two weeks ago, but I was, I think I was so angry that I didn't want to talk about it um, last week. But so I, I wanted, had the urge to get into a tabletop card game, trading card game, and I tried Pokemon TCG online. How was and, it? Well, it was fun until I played against other people online that's, because that's how it always goes. Well, dude, okay. So these card games, the AI is always doofus stupid. Um, so you just beat the hell out of them pretty quick. 
And then online, here, here's my greatest analogy for playing a fucking tabletop game if you haven't been playing the whole time. Jumping into a tabletop game. Remember when you were a kid and you'd meet a new kid at the playground and you guys would play like, let's say you'd play Power Rangers or whatever? And are you you're talking to me? Or are you just... You just I'm just talking outwards. If you feel like responding, okay, that's cool. Um, but you meet that kid and you're like you're playing and you know you hit him with the super awesome mega kick, um, and he's like, well, no, that didn't hurt me because I have super awesome mega kick armor, and that prevents all super awesome <laughs> mega kicks from hurting me. And you're like, oh, I'm okay. That wasn't said before, but I guess I'll use my mega awesome super punch. And then he's like, well, I also have mega awesome super punch shield. So, you know, block that too. And at some point you're just beating your fucking head against a wall because I swear to God, man, some of these people were just not playing by the rules and it's an, it is a video game. So they have to. So I, I, I want to play a tabletop card game and have fun. Why can't I do that? (laughs) Well, it's because other people ruin it for you. Like shit. Why can't we just. Can people like us, Yu-Gi-Oh! Boomers, come together? Even if we gotta call it Boomer Yu-Gi-Oh! Can we make a game style that is like... you just When the field changed, we do not play anything that came out after that. Everything before the field changed, I'm cool with. Let's go. We'll call it Boomer... Boomero. Boomer Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi Boomer? We'll figure out the name. We'll workshop that. Yeah, we all but... know that if you you get new Yu-Gi-Oh! cards and go against the old school, the old school is going to lose like every time. And it's... it's just getting ridiculous. It's wild, man. I just want to I just wanna play and pretend I'm fucking Yu-Gi Moto in the anime. Why can't I do this? Why do they come to me to die? <laughs> Why do they come to me to die? Rant over. Um, uh... if, if you, also, if you have any Pokemon TCG tips... Let me know, because I suck so bad. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> oh, well, for me, uh, on my side, I've decided, uh, since taking a little break from the anime, because we did the sort of seasonal, it's how I always am, um, I decided to get back into games, but one game in particular, I decided, let's see if they fix Cyberpunk, uh, and did a little bit better with And you got the uh, new box the now, so it should I be. I finally got the Series X. I'm not trying to brag, it's just I finally got it, and... Uh, it runs so much more smoother. They did add updates. It's well polished. I haven't run into a single bug since I started the game. And I'm like, this is what it was supposed to be like. And I am actually glad I started it up again. But of course, I'm working so much. I, I probably played like two hours. So. Yeah, that's a game you really, you can, two hours goes by no problem. Yeah, my like plan that. was to also, I, I hit up uh, Matt from Otaka Melancholy because he, he plays the game Yakuza which has like Ooh. seven or eight games now. And I heard it's like a beat em up game, but it's also like a role-playing game. It's got yeah. really good story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, they don't have the first three games on Game Pass. And he's like, you could start from like five, but if you start from like three or four, it's just, it's not that good. And I'm like, oh, so I'm just all over the place and you need a lot of time to play it. So I'm thinking I'm going to try to do that when I have the time, but I'm like, I'm just going to quickly jump on Cyberpunk. So Okay, I dig that. I'm glad it's running for is, you, man. It's in it's in the plans. Yakuza is in the plans. Don't don't be sweating on that uh, yet. Man, I've been thinking about playing the Yakuza games for years, and it's the story heavy element that I'm shying away from. I want to yeah, go and like, beat. You it. have to watch like an hour cutscene, so you won't you won't like that. And that's my problem. Like I want to go beat people up as a Yakuza member in the streets of Japan. Um, that's a dream of mine. No, I'm just kidding. But it's a dream of mine. But I don't want to sit through a cutscene, and I also don't want to skip through an hour long cutscene and then 
have no idea what's going on, so so I just don't play the game. Well, that's just depressing. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's cool. This is your segment. Don't let me take it over. Oh, no, but um, other than that, uh, not much going on. I, I got my booster, uh, my third shot today as of this recording. Whoop, whoop. Um, so my arm is wicked sore. And, wicked. Um, wicked. I sound like I'm from up north Maine now, don't I? Uh, from Boston. <laughs> but uh, I'm hoping I won't get the cold sweats and, and the uh, the hot flashes like I did last time. But uh, time will tell. Time will tell. Well, at least you'll have an excuse. I mean, it'll suck, but you'll have an excuse to not fucking do anything all day and just play cyberpunk if you feel it. This is true, but then uh, oh, one of my buddies is like, I need your help tomorrow. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Again, you know, sorry, dude. I just, this the booster's I got really kicking arm. my ass, bro. I'm sorry. I'd love to help you, but I cannot physically do so it. So I'm going to stay home and play cyberpunk. <laughs> well, yeah, dude. Come on. Like, what? Lifting, helping a guy move or whatever the fuck you got to do? Way harder than clicking a couple buttons on on one of them paddle things. This guy gets it. I get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we we will get to my character sheet because it's going to be a long one. But before we do that, just want to remind everyone, if you do enjoy like Attack on Titan, we do have that as well going on. It comes out usually Friday, Thursday, if you're lucky. Um, we talk about the newest Attack on Titan episodes. Make sure to check those out because we spoil everything, but it's a hell of a good time. So. Absolutely. And I do want to take a quick uh, minute to shout out. We do have a couple extra episodes that we've dropped. Um, We've been dropping a lot of episodes recently, so they might have gotten buried. First of all, if you are still interested in the Cowboy Bebop live action and the possible atrocity you think it is, or a masterpiece, perhaps, um, (laughs) JD talked with Carl from Strictly Anime about it. That is in the backlog. Go check that out. And I had the uh, two lovely people from Strictly Anime, as well as two lovely people from Otaku Host Club to talk about JoJo's. Please JoJo. go, check, go check those out. Um, extra content that we just feel needed to be made, and honestly, we just want people to hear it because we're proud of it. So go check that shit out. All right, so are you ready to hear my top 50 character list, my friend? Bro, I am honestly so excited. Not only am I excited <laughs> to hear your list, but after last week, I'm excited to have an episode where I can sit back and, for upwards of ten minutes, just say, "Nice." <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm sure. I'm. I'm expecting mine could be roasted. I'm gonna be. Uh, I don't know if it'll be the normie list or, um, when it comes down to, I'm just gonna be honest. When it comes down to like my final ones, it's more of like what makes me. We we said it in the last episode for you. It's like what makes me feel good. Like what character on screen made me have a good time. May not be the best written character, but I thoroughly enjoyed the character, you know, kind of like you said. That's the important part. I know I get a little art housey, and I, I, I personally, the better written a character is, usually the more I like them, but there were definitely a couple cute only entries on my list. Yes, yes, you did. Okay, so th- with that mindset, uh, for my number 50, I, I, I have to do it. Um, my number 50 is Kirito from oh, Sword Art Online. Oh, hold on. All the way at number 50. I am genuinely surprised. So here's the thing. I have seen a number, and I mean a number of great characters since I first, like I said, uh, SAO got me back into it. And Kirito was a great, very simplistic character that was overpowered, kind of like a self-insert in a way, hence uh, Asuna is mine, uh, but basically character that 
I always will now make fun of. I have fun doing it with everyone. I get the joke, but I still love Kirito for what he is able to do being the simplest character he is, but also I understood the message behind him without even needing to be explained anything. It was a self-insert for me, and I that's why I was like, he needs to at least make the list. The world is popping off right now. Everybody who's listened. <laughs> oh my God, to- I thought Kirito would be top 10. Man, yeah, any of the old school listeners who are around and are in the beginning days of the Anime Brothers um, is definitely sitting here like, no fucking way, our boy's growing up. <laughs> okay, with that being said, number 49 would be Escanor from Seven Deadly Sins. Oh, I respect it. Now, Escanor is someone that, when I finished the second season, just started coming into it, haven't fully gotten to see the horrible animation that I heard in the third season where Escanor and, like, Meliodas, you know, do battle. I'm not spoiling too much. They just do battle. I'm not saying anything that goes on. <laughs> do battle. But uh, I don't know. Uh, Escanor is just a funny person. Uh, the idea that he is literally basically someone that is a little frail uh, guy, like a bar guy, but then as soon as the sun comes out, he is the bulging like Alex Armstrong of Full Metal Alchemist, and he is so cocky, and he'll be like, do you really think your puny hands could even hurt me? Like, he just flips on a dime. He's actually hilarious. When he's the little butler, he has a very soft voice. Um, it's just well done, and I just like it as also a comedy aspect. He just brings light to me. Yeah, my man's does have some of the best one-liners I've ever heard. I've never even watched the show, and I, I'm you know willing the one-liners? to put him in top five. I've heard, I've definitely heard them through other podcasts. Um, what's the one who's like... It, something about not pitying somebody because he's that much stronger than them. It would be a waste of his time to pity them or something like that. It's like, holy See, it's fuck. been a while since I watched it, but he did do that one time. He did kind of pretty much talk down while he was like smiling at them. And I'm like, dude, that's cold blooded. Yeah. Like um, definitely cold blooded without a doubt. All right. So number 48, we have Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen. Ooh. Okay. Now, he is somebody that I I really love, uh, and we all say it, that we don't have a lot about him right now. Hopefully, the movie that is going to be soon to be released will have more information, how he got so powerful, more of his backstory. We just see this kind of funny, charismatic guy that all of a sudden just turns cold-hearted and could just tear off your arms and destroy you in a blink of an eye. Not just could, would. (laughs) It would, but uh, essentially just the little bit I know of him already, I found him fascinating, and to be honest, I love a lot of people from Jujutsu Kaisen, but he's the only one that really, uh, I I don't want to spoil it, but made it on this list, so. Okay, uh, all right, he's got that, like uh, the Hisoka effect for me, it's like his, he makes you want to start power scaling, you know, you want to go back and do the Yeah, you start with him and you work your way down, maybe. Yeah, you know, you want to, could Gojo beat Goku? Time to do physics. <laughs> did we ever do that when we did uh, Can They Beat Goku? That was did before we not Jujutsu the... Kaisen. Oh, we're going to have to do a new one uh, and see if they could beat Goku. Goku, Can They Beat Goku? Redo. 2.0. <laughs> Redo. All the right. Second season. Um, so number 47 is going to be Reiner uh, from okay. Attack on Titan. Okay. Now, at- Reiner was never going to be on this list. I- I've had to do a couple changes and like is like you were having a hard time but it was like a couple days where i'm just back and forth and reiner to me is when when a character can go from someone i hate to someone that i feel so bad for that i actually like because that means his character like growth and the character like how he was written and everything that he went through 
it was spectacular. And now with the latest episode that we, you know, we just talked about in our Attack on Titan episode, it's just brought it all to the forefront that, you know, Reiner is a very, I don't know how to explain it. We've said a sad character in a way. And uh, I don't want to spoil things, but he deserves to be on the list for me. And I, I found him kind of engaging. I cannot, I can't, I can't argue that, dude. Um, yeah, Reiner is uh, captivating, if nothing else. Okay. Um, number 46 is going to be Yoko Littner from Gurren Lagann. Mm, my man, this, 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 is the, this is the man of culture we've all been waiting for. <laughs> you know, I forgot to mention two honorable mentions, but anyway, I'm going to get to Yoko first. All right, then we'll do um, the honorable mentions at like 25, halfway through. Who cares? <laughs> oh, halfway through, okay. So yeah, Yoko Littner. Um, I've talked a lot, a lot about her when we especially did the force recommendations a long time ago, but, um, she was one of the saving graces. Of course, Simone is, is a spectacular written character and all that, but Yoko Littner was of course the attention, uh, that everyone's focus, focus was at for a while. Uh, she definitely has a lot to be desired uh, if I could <laughs> keep on leading it around. But what really changed me and wanted me to put her on this list, not just cause she's a redhead that's attractive is that. When she grew up and she became a, a school teacher and took care of all these kids and was like a mother and seeing the loss that she went through without spoiling things, it's like she's actually a very wholesome character. And I didn't like her when she was younger as much. Like, you're just there for eye candy, in my opinion. And then as she grew up, I realized more and more, like, no, she's actually got some depth to her. And so I was like, yeah, I got to make her on the list. So that's why. Yeah. I mean, we're not worthy, dude. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. The cult of Yoko Littner. Okay, well, here we go. So uh, if I'm going too fast, please let me know, sir. No, I uh, think you're keeping a good pace. Uh, you're getting it. You're saying what you need to say, not a, not a word more. I'm saying what needs to be said. Yeah, it's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> All right, so number 45, we have Sherlock Holmes from Morality the Patriot. Uh, that oh. is a tongue twister. Sherlock now, Holmes, huh? Sherlock Holmes just all pulled right. the rug from all those other characters and was like, nah, nah, fam. I'm I'm pretty good. Um <laughs> Okay. Take a character that's almost in every other like live action rendition, books, all that stuff in this anime. And I'm specifically really talking about season one because season two, if any of y'all watch uh, see my email, it dropped significantly in in quality, and I dropped it from a nine to a six. Most wow. of it had to do with Sherlock Holmes barely getting involved in the second part of the show. What is Sherlock Holmes? It, to me, was a different take. He was somebody that was solving crimes, but was not a perfect man. I know there's some renditions where he's not perfect, and he has some like little qualms that make him a little quirky. No, I'm saying like in this show, he will literally take a death and be like, hey, do you think I could discover you know, how this person died before you? He makes a game of things. He doesn't find things to be like good and evil he knows what's wrong and what's right but mostly he does it for his uh his pride in a way and knowing that he got the edge of somebody else his name starts going around and all that stuff and he just he doesn't really tuck his shirt in or a suit in he looks like a spike spiegel from cowboy bebop where he's just kind of chilling and he talks just so casually, not like a, well, uh, if I were the killer, I would simply <laughs> stuff like that. And the dub did it so well. I don't know. It's just hard to say. But every time he was on screen and then he was with Morarty, the villain of the show, 
I was like, oh, that duality between them two was just perfect. So, yeah, he had to make it on the list, and he beat some other ones out. That's for sure. Okay. Sounds like a pretty cool rendition of Sherlock Holmes. He's not that perfect. It looks at the crime scene and immediately knows what's happening. No, there's a lot of times where he's actually beaten, and it bothers him. And there's also <laughs> times where he's, like, contemplating killing someone because some, uh, the killer is like, look, if you kill this person, I'll tell you who I am. And he actually contemplates killing him because he wants to know, but he doesn't. And that's what I like to see. And then second season was like, you know, all that character development, throw it out the window. So <laughs> Okay, uh, good to know. <clears throat> all right, number 44, Vash the Stampede from Trigun. Okay. I will come out and say this. Sorry for all you guys defending Trigun. It's not that good of an anime. It it's too old. It it, it it's dated. Um, not that it doesn't have a story in mind. From what I've read, it didn't even finish how it's supposed to. The manga kept going a little bit, and the anime just stopped. Kind of like um, how it was for uh, Claymore. So okay. it's yeah. unfortunate. But let me tell you, the only thing that kept me watching to the end was Vash the Stampede. Who, I don't know the actor playing him. I don't know, but he is a delight. He is amazing. Everything he did made me laugh uh, for an old show. But then when he wanted to get serious, it was like a Goku without it being Goku because he actually knew what he was doing. He wasn't dumb-dumb. He was like, I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, you would. It's almost like you have to watch clips of him to understand. But he was just, there was just moments where people would be like, hello, and he'd be like, hello, and... Like that, okay. and then next minute he's just serious as all hell. So he's kind of a uh, kind of Kakashi, where he's got the goofball, yes. like the 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 goofball assassin almost. Yeah, and he's worth. I forgot what was the crazy number, like the six billion trillion dollar man. Uh, okay, that's the yeah, I've heard that. I've heard him. that nickname before. Yeah, so it's just crazy when you see him, and then you hear about their reward and all that stuff. You're like, that's the same guy. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Now it okay. really speaks to an anime when you when you watch for just one character. That's really what what keeps you going. Yeah, I even wanted to get a figure of him, but it costs like four hundred and something dollars because you know not a lot of them are out there. So oh, I was like, yeah, oh, and you oh, know yeah, shipping, yeah. and uh, we don't. You know, we could if we lived in Japan, we just could walk down, probably get it for like two hundred bucks. That's all I want to do. <laughs> That's all I want to do. <laughs> all right. Um. So that was forty four. Number forty three. We have Cynthia Moore from The Great Pretender. Okay. Now, she is a redheaded woman uh, in her early 40s. She is a part of this crew that um, is in Great Pretender where they're conning people and a lot of higher-ups out of their money. Uh, Deep, thought-out con plans like Ocean's 11, 12, 13 type shit. It's phenomenal. And she is a woman that slowly built up for me. She's a side character. She's part of the crew, but she's a side character. She finally gets her own like four episodes and you really get to see kind of a lot behind her, but she's just somebody that she's in her forties, but still acts like she's in her twenties. She likes to have a good time. She likes to drink, make jokes. She is very good at acting. So she's perfect for the con type of job. She can basically swindle most people and the only thing that sets her off is if someone calls her like a cougar or, you know, calling her old. She doesn't like that. Understandable. It, yeah. In the end, it doesn't like get to her. She still knows what she has. She's come from basically being at the bottom where she was actually having to eat like dog food with her prior boyfriend to now living it up, stealing money from the rich and now living a lavish lifestyle. Started um, from the bottom. Now we, yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a very complicated type of, uh, 
type of way to describe her because I don't want to spoil things. Most of these characters were not trying to spoil. Sure, yeah. But um, I I highly recommend it to you, and it just she's a very honest kind of relatable character that has a just a a, a backstory that uh, is kind of like you know that sucks and. I kind of was there for her, you know, and uh, she's a redhead, so that doesn't hurt either. Okay. Maybe Great Pretender will be the next anime I uh, I make Kelly watch with me, because she has been kind of interested. Oh, yeah, and great dub, too. So That's the thing. I know it's got a really, really good dub. Uh, you said she's, everybody I've heard talk I'm about it says it's I'm putting my bet right really now. Exciting. Her favorite character is going to be the one I just said. So Okay. All right. All right. Um, number 42. This one may be a shocker for you. Okay. Uh, I'm ready. Greed from Full Metal Alchemist. I won't say it's a yeah. shocker, um, but now, let's hear you, why. You, you were thinking about having him on the list, and some part of me is thinking I should have put him a little bit higher above someone else, and that could have been the case. But for some reason, I will always say this, is that I enjoyed Full Metal Alchemist. I think the story is by far one of the best out of a lot of anime I've watched. Problem was, a lot of the characters to me were good, but even Ed and Alphonse and all that stuff. They never like spoke to me as a viewer. I, While I, greed, I agree. Yes, greed did. Greed spoke to me because, like it says, he's a homunculi that basically decided from the get-go to be independent. Maybe that's because of him being greed, but he wanted to live his own life. He wanted to kind of see the world through his own eyes in a way. And yep. then when he starts merging with other people, as we know in the show and all that, he starts to actually start to get feelings. Like he starts to get a personality. He starts to want things other than just like, well, money or, you know, the simplistic things of greed. And you realize that this homunculi actually had more character feeling and depth than most of the people in the show, except a few others like Maze Hughes and all that, of course. I'm just... yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just, I don't know. That's how it spoke to me. I, I just really liked, uh, his character and uh, out of a lot of them, I was like, greed's my man. No, I feel you, dude. Greed's probably one of the best examples, um, in anime specifically of the reformed villain, the, the anti-hero, the, the guy who was a bad guy, but now is a good guy. Really well done. Exactly. So right underneath that, I'll keep it in the same area, is going to be Roy Mustang at 41. Okay, group, good grouping. A lot of mine are groupings because I think of an anime, and then I was like, oh, these are both good. And unless I really think they're separated, I yep. put them close together. I, <laughs> so I, I, I did kind of the same thing, except I, I kind of made myself put at least a di another character in between them. I'm like, nah, I say I like one more than the other. We're going to put some separation here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... So yeah, um, Roy Mustang, just like you said in the other episode, to me, cool, badass. <laughs> Mostly, I'm. it's selfish because you like a lot of reads. Like he cauterized his own wound and he has a lot of depth to him where he's like on the verge of insanity by just killing people. Th to be honest, why I like him so much is because he can set people on fire by snapping his fingers. He's like, just cool as hell, dude. Like he's <laughs> just so cool. That's why I'm very simple with, I was like, well, I got to really think out uh, the reasons why I like Roy Mustang. No, I don't. Boy just sets people on fire. I love this <laughs> he's man. He's a badass. Um, so I'm not going to get in depth with Roy Mustang. Come on. I, he's, a, he's pretty much got to be on everyone's character list. So It's a terrible day for Rain. Oh, don't do this. <laughs> don't do <laughs> this. I do. Um, so yeah, 41, um, 
So now we got to number 40, and here we go. It is Goku from Dragon Ball Z. I, you know what? We each had a, our, our Dragon Ball I entry. Know. I love I'm looking it. for You had Gohan at 47, so I, I definitely put Goku a lot further down. I understand. Um, but childhood took over for me. Uh, is he a really well-written character? Uh, I guess from the start to maybe the Frieza saga. Is he the most caring character? No. <laughs> Is he the strongest character? To me, yes. It's just everything of my childhood screams Goku. Uh, I wanted to be Goku. I play games. I wanted to be Goku. Kind of like you said when we played Imaginary Dragon Ball Z, I was like, you don't want to be Goku? Oh, my God. Thankfully, I can be Goku. (laughs) Finally, the chosen one. (laughs) It's just everything about him is just makes me happy, and he'll always be on the list somewhere if he has to be 50 and push kirito out it's gonna happen because goku cannot leave my list i just care about him too much i respect that dude even though goku's not like my guy from dragon ball like if you if you watched anime in 2000 anything uh you you love goku there's a special place in your heart for that boy Mm. okay man you're not lying about this talking shit it gets rough don't it (laughs) yeah all right Number 39 is going to be Claire from Claymore. Hell yeah. Now, you had her on your list as well. I don't remember where you placed her. I had uh, her definitely higher than 39, but I don't think too much higher. I think she might have been in the 30s. Gotcha. So Claire uh, is somebody that I did not expect when you had me watch the show that I was going to be into. Um, But also, what can I say? I'm a sucker for girl in armor. Uh Basically, she comes out swinging, finally having, not saying there's never been female like protagonists that do work, but she was like, for me, especially early anime watching, someone like, wait, this is a show about pretty much all females doing badass shit? Uh, sign me up. And basically, Claire, to me, is just someone that, um, I'm not going to say wholesome, but she's just, you get to see her backstory, what she went through as a child uh, when she got to meet her like mentor and what happened in that whole situation, trying not to spoil everything. Yeah. It's just, she's a very engaging character for me, and basically waifu material. I uh, don't think Rock deserves her. Uh, so <laughs> I think uh, the word you were looking for earlier was endearing. She's a very endearing, endearing. character. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, that's what I... Because I, I said wholesome, and that's not really... No, I what... wouldn't call Claire wholesome, but... Um, no. You feel for her. You know what I mean? There's a certain there's a certain place in in your chest that goes poof when you see her yeah, do stuff. Yeah, and and then when she finally like lets her hair down, like and she shows her vulnerable side for someone like Rock, which I still don't get. But uh, when she does that, I I'm not gonna lie. I was like, oh my god, she's adorable. She she really wants to you know have a life. I don't know. It just it's something about her. It was uh, it's really special. I never got to read the manga like you did, so I don't know everything. But it was enough for her to make the list. Yeah, I respect that. I actually, so I have to uh, retcon. She was the number 40 on my list, so very close to you, actually one behind. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, there's some that we did, we put at the exact same spot, and I'm like, oh my god. Hell yeah, I love that. Um, And I didn't cheat and look at the list, by the way. Okay, all right, I, I believe you. Number 38 is going to be Faye Valentine from Cowboy Bebop. Ooh, baby. Um, The live action, right? Uh, no, no, (laughs) no, she, no, the actor did fine, uh, for her. And I think that she did all right. And they definitely were able to add more layers of swearing that she can't do in the anime, in my opinion, but that's neither here or there. Yeah. Faye is just, um, a tragic character, which 
this is definitely an old anime, so I can say that she is someone that was basically cryogenically frozen. Uh, she basically is a lot older than she is shown to be, but of course, that's what happens when you're you know cryogenically frozen. You're able to still have your looks, and now you're in the future. And she's just trying to figure out who she is, and she's basically had a troubled past. She's had to survive on her own for a very long time, conning people, uh, fighting bounty hunters, and not really having a place to fit in the world. And though on the outside she looks beautiful, she even like really confident. She acts like she doesn't care about anything. You know, she's a big hamper to the crew for like the beginning phases. But overall, that tsundere starts to work its way down. You know, and you start to get to the the sweet, sensitive sides, and she is capable on her own. It's not like a female character that's added to the crew and the crew has to take care of everything. She just makes them take care of everything because that's her personality. <laughs> so, And it's truly something special I think that you would enjoy. It's just it's dated, and I'm not an episodic person, but the characters in the show are great. Okay. And she, she's definitely deserving. I'm curious to see if she's your only Bebop uh, entry. Don't don't well, spoil that's funny because uh, number thirty seven <laughs> is Ein from Cowboy Bebop. Oh, the fucking dog! <laughs> oh my god, that's what I'm talking about. Shout out to Ein and shout out to the uh, I, I I forgot to say it on the podcast, but I am actually followed and responded to by the dog that was playing Ein in the live action, and I could not be more happier. The senpai noticed you, bro. <laughs> senpai noticed me. The corgi is so fucking adorable. Oh, if anyway, you're listening, um. I don't remember his name, but he was a cool guy. If you're listening, little Corgi buddy, um, stay cool, <laughs> homie. All right? Yeah. Um, basically, I'm <laughs> he's perfect. Uh, <laughs> I just picked him because he's a he's a Welsh Corgi on the 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 Cowboy Bebop that does ridiculous things with the crew. Um, he's always there. He's highly intelligent. He gets into a lot of shit. Him and uh, Ed like go hand in hand with each other. They're basically like two peas in a pod, and to be honest, like I said, the show's episodic kind of slowed me down, but if it wasn't for those characters, I probably would have not watched the show. I probably would have stopped, and that's saying something. I liked all of the crew members. I wanted to add pretty much everyone, but you only had three, and I was like, well, I only got 50 characters. Gotta gotta diversify. I just, I think it's so funny. You had this, like, big spiel about how amazing Faye Valentine's character is, and then it's like, next, Ein. He's a fucking, I, I, he's Ein a corgi. Wins. He's a goddamn <laughs> corgi. That's all I gotta say. Look, this strictly anime knows what's up too. They agree. So yeah, I'm sure. I think a lot of people know what's up, man. Okay, so that was number thirty-seven. We are now on to thirty-six, and that will be Oda Nobunaga from Drifters. Oh boy, drift a little Drifters representation. Can we get a second season? Or uh, that's probably never going to happen. And but the fact that I still have him on my character list, even though I've watched, this is one of like my first 20 anime I watched. And since it's probably never getting a second season, it probably does it helps that I watched the, you know, the sub with one of my favorite, like Japanese voice actors who plays Madara in, in Naruto, but the deliverance and the way it's written for Nobunaga to be in this world, which essentially he knows he died, but he's now living a second life, and he kind of, you get to see what would Nobunaga do in a different, like, isekai world. And the pretty much the answer is he pretty much does the same thing, yet he tones <laughs> it down a bit. <laughs> a little less reckless, but he's still kind of a fucking nut job. 
He's still setting fields on fire, leaving uh, shit spikes in the ground so people fall in the fecal matter and die of uh, uh, dysentery and shit. You know, all that great shit. So it's something. (laughs) It's, but yeah, he's just cold calculating and badass and he does it right but seeing it in a different perspective of them getting to live in a different world and i don't know i just liked it and i'm not saying that's how the real nobunaga is but at least this character portrayal was on point for me to where i just want another season it was perfect it it was great and i i want to see what happens next i dig that wasn't he funny as hell in this adaptation too like didn't they make him a sarcastic asshole yeah, he made jokes all the time. He was sarcastic as hell. He basically knew that the main character, Toyohisa, was the one that was commanding the presence, making everyone follow him. But Nobunaga also, deep down, was like, I'm really in command. I'm just letting Toyohisa do all the hard work because everyone likes him. But no one understands that I'm technically ruling this from behind. It's a true politician right there. Yeah, and it was never it never really came out. I'm not spoiling anything. If like he was gonna betray Toyohisa, it just you could see he was always scheming and like, ah, I'll let Toyohisa handle this because he knew what his job was. Okay. <clears throat> Alrighty. So we are now on to number thirty-five, and that will be Rohan from JoJo's. Fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah, so you're you're gonna be. Very happy that there's JoJo characters on here. I'm huh? already very happy. I mean, you know, we're good, good for Rohan, bro. He's here's he's the thing. Not, he, I he, think he's you, good. You didn't like him that much. That's what I just you got were annoyed. Saying. He was every time a Rocky picks a character that's like, I love this character, and I'm gonna draw them like every fucking chapter. I'm a like, all right, dude. Can we get back <laughs> to the JoJo? Um, you know, that's it now. I, it could be because of recency bias. It could be because he literally let his whole house catch on fire so he wouldn't lose to Josuke. No, that's it. Um, that's definitely that. Re- that really sealed it for me to show that this is a man that has some type of o- OCD. He never says it, but I think he does. He has to count out his fingers before he writes his story. He has to get really in-depth about what he's about to write about, especially when he ate the spider or whatever he did. It was kind of disgusting. He did. He did um, do that. But I find him very fascinating. I really do. And that man just is pretty much Sherlock Holmes of the JoJo world. He did more detective work than everyone else in that damn show. He was the real four. protagonist. He was the one where the bad guy was like, "Oh shit, that's Rohan. We got we got a we got a dip. This boy is like on <laughs> our trail right now." And I'm sitting here like, "Yes, I'm into that detective shit." And Rohan was always the one doing the work. And Every time, like, someone he didn't know just was like, hey, I'm knocking on your door to see how you're doing. He'd be like, he's like heaven's door! <laughs> immediately. Uh, right, he immediately hits No, them you got to cover your ass story. first. You got to make sure this guy's not going to rape you in your sleep, you know? And Yeah, you know what? That is that is a fair thing to, to be defensive of. I don't know. It's just everything that Rohan did, I was like, yes, I would. I agree. And I'm like, oh, dude, I love this man. And uh, so that's what it is. It's simple, just a joy to watch. And so it's like every time a Rocky's like, uh, I'm going to make more of him. And I'm like, yes, please do. And I need to watch that anime that's just about him. So Yeah, watch the OVAs, dude. I think they're only like two hours total. Th- yeah, maybe? there's like three or four episodes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there's not a whole hell of a lot. And if you're if you're this into Rohan, I can't imagine you would dislike them. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, but he he definitely deserves 35. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. JoJo's oh. represent. Rise up. 
Rise up. <laughs> All right. So here we are with number 34, which I just looked at your list is one um, ahead of you is Ruijerd from Jobless Reincarnation. Oh, fuck. Yeah, my guy. Uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Ruijerd, what is there to say other than. Yeah, he's just some of perfect. these that we both had, I don't really need to explain um, unless you want me to get a little in depth. But Well, uh, I think, especially with Ruijerd, since the show's so, so new. Um, keep spoilers to a minimum, but I mean, you know, to talk if you wanna if you wanna gush about this beautiful bald man, then that's fine. Well, let, let me, let's just say this man is a superb, which in this world is a demon, and they are thought to be absolutely horrible. Like, will kill you on sight. Like, you even Eating think that they probably all yeah, the they look probably creepy as shit. And then this is the most caring person that understands actual human emotions. Uh, doesn't know how to control his own sometimes, but that's what makes him a good character is that he kind of grows through it. But he understands even family problems to a fault where it's like this man gets it. And I would, I was thinking about putting him down lower on my list, but then it's like, you know, I, I need more time because I, I just feel like maybe there's going to be more to him in the, in the seasons to come. But um, I think it also was recency bias. I didn't want to make it seem like oh, I'll put him in the top 20 or something. So. Uh, but he's definitely deserving of uh, 30, 34. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I had one spot behind, so <laughs> I couldn't agree <laughs> more. So with that, we got number 33, and that is Megamine from Konosuba. I knew a Konosuba representative would be here. <laughs> Konosuba, gay, rise up! <laughs> I think there might be more. Oh, there is. <laughs> uh, anyway, Megamine... Uh, Basically, a lot of people say the meme. Everyone's like, why would you pick her out of like all the girls? Because she's pretty much useless, pathetic, and she's got she's got nothing. To me, uh, I'm not a big fan of like, you know, we always I don't mind Koroneko from Orimo, but the whole darkness will take you, blah, 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 that whole joke. But the thing is, is that Megamine is a joke about that. She is basically sitting outside of a cave trying to chant her new type of spell by saying, darkness of all shadows, alter their explosion. And then she's like, no, that's not right. And then she's <laughs> doing was, some. Yeah, that was a really cute scene. I just like how simplistic she is. When she has a rival and all that stuff, they don't compete in any way but pretty much explosion magic because she doesn't want to do anything else. It's just a very one way or the highway type of person. And it fits in the world that is in Konosuba. And I like her. I find her a delight, to be honest. Uh, and she's not meant to be the lolly, annoying character. I find her not that annoying compared to Aqua, who is yeah. just downright annoying to to a point where I can't even watch her sometimes. Megamine's pretty endearing, too. Like, yeah. the, the scenes where she shows her her soft, uh, vulnerable side, it's like, oh, man, you are yeah, with Cosmo, so when she When Cosmo dies a second time, which... This isn't a spoiler, guys. This is comedy. Come on now. You know, he dies and he comes back. It's an isekai world. He's fine. He dies but, more times than Goku. <laughs> but the one time he comes back and Megamine is, is tearing up and she's like, don't do that. It's not a joke. And it's like, this girl actually cares about him because, you know, these are real people that are, have feelings. Even though it's a comedy bit, it doesn't shy away from the realism. And I just think that she's a very wholesome character. And then she writes... Uh... Something about Excalibur above Kazuma's oh, wiener. And it's oh, funny. yeah, above his wiener and writes <laughs> on his face and all that, yeah. It's good. It's good. Okay, so with that being said, we'll, we'll continue on to the next uh, lady that I love, uh, and that is 32 Eris from Jobless Reincarnation. <laughs> okay, I knew that was coming. 
Now, here's the thing. You're just saying, wait a minute. You said Ruijerd is your favorite character. No, and now I, you I have knew all Harris. along. I knew no, all along. No, you didn't. Lied. No, you didn't. You Don't say Ruijerd's your favorite character to keep the lollycons away from the conversation. I get it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Eris is growing up to be a fine lady, okay? so Okay, Rudy. Take it easy. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't you put that on me. Don't you put that on me. <laughs> Um, no, but Eris, I, I mentioned it in our Jobless Reincarnation episode, which definitely has spoilers, but if you want to hear a lot of what I think um, from the beginning of when you see Eris to what you see in the later down the episodes, she has grown a lot, and she is kind of not saying she shuts up, but she definitely hunkers down, does the work, and you see it actually going through, and over time, the Sundare heart starts to melt like it normally happens, and it's nothing but sweetness inside. Um, Earthworm got hurt down the road, but you know that's his problem, not mine. <laughs> um, she's got a lot on her uh, shoulders. She's royalty, uh, and I think that she has great character development and great growth. And I I love to see strong female characters in sets of armor kicking ass. So okay, you know I have a type. JD's got a type. We all got types. <laughs> we 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 got types for everyone. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so the next one, 31, is Jotaro Kujo from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, fuck, here we go. Oh, fuck, <laughs> you're like back-to-back JoJo. Let's go. Um, I'm actually not surprised that uh, I would assume he's your favorite, unless you got another JoJo coming up. I, I would assume he's your favorite JoJo, and I'm I not surprised. I can't tell you anything. All I have to tell you is that 31 is Jotaro Kujo. I dig it. Let's hear why. Now, Jotaro is somebody that uh, you early, I, I early on, once again, I say I love characters that I hate, and then I slowly start to see the reasons why this character is great or has character development or something behind them. Yep. Uh, Jotaro is a dick when you first meet him. Yes, he, he is. He's an absolute edgelord. But then I realized that I kind of like edgelords, so why is this one affecting me? And it's because he called his mom a bitch, and That's a that big pissed thing. me off. It's tough to get over yeah, uh, but then slow. You've said it better than I did. Is that you start to realize is that he really does care about his family. He just has a hard time showing it, but deep down, deep inside that, he's got the tsundere of a man there, and he <laughs> just it starts to melt away. And I, I don't know. Um, I don't want to spoil everything. He goes through a, a lot. Uh, he loses, you know, people in his life. Um, he's trying to he's, kill a hundred year old vampire. That's, so that's something. A, that's tough, you know? He also he gets a degree by part four of JoJo's. It's just like, and for some reason, he shows up in, 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 in JoJo's part four, and I, I got all gushy seeing him again, and he also looked good in his suit. But he shows up again, and I realize, my God, I'm, I'm really starting to like some of the characters that I didn't think I was going to like. I don't know if it's because I had more time with them, like they've been pushed in my face, like a reverse effect of what happens to you, Earthworm. But I, I just something about him to where he doesn't have a lot to him, but he's just he thinks of everything. He's kind of always planning ahead. He's basically that secure blanket, I would say, is like every time I saw him on screen, I knew I'd be OK, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I honestly agree with you, man. Like Joe Jotaro is not my favorite Jojo. I got a couple in front of him, in fact, but there's that like familial bond you feel with this character. It's like seeing your father come home from the war. 
when you see Joe Jotaro come out. <laughs> see, all of part three, he's, he doesn't really say much. He just does the uh, yada yada yeah, and, yeah. and all, all that stuff. But then every time he did it more and more as I watched him, I'm like, oh, there it is. There you are, Jotaro. <laughs> and it's like, God, why is this working on me? And uh, I don't know. I think it's just his simplistic nature is what appealed to me. So I dig that. And just to speak to what you said in the beginning about his mom, I mean – if you don't think that Jotaro loves his mom, just remember, he, that's the entire reason my man is going to Egypt in the first place. And that took a very long time, like way too long. Why did yeah. you do that, Iraqi? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that aside, but like he he the whole the entirety of part three is based off of Jotaro trying to save his mother. Regardless of what he says on the outside, my man's has love on the inside. Nothing but love. Nothing but love. I love <clears throat> so mm, Jojo's baby. Fucking hyped. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm clearing my throat. No, you do your thing. It's understandable. We're almost at the halfway, so I figure I'll get to that, do my honorable mentions, and I can give myself a quick minute timeout. Okay, yeah. We'll get here from our sponsors. <laughs> so, number 30, we have Darkness from Konosuba. <laughs> Konosuba gang, rise up! <laughs> Okay, so uh, Darkness, it's not much too far ahead. Also, I had to really buckle down and be like, no, these guys can't be in your like top 20 or top 10. Come on now. I mean, it's a comedy. I love their characters. I love Darkness so much. Uh, but it's because it's a show that, you know, this is a very this is a perverted show in a way. In it a way. Knows- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shut up. Let me try to, try to sell the show. It's, <laughs> it's a comedy and it's got perversion. And darkness is essentially just everything you do not expect from a woman that's a paladin, like, warrior type. She can't hit worth a damn. She can take a bunch of abuse because she likes to take the abuse. It, it's just so backwards. She is also royalty in this world, but she hates it. And if she's going to marry a royal guy that's too nice, she hates it. She wants to be abused, talked down to. She wants to be told to get this or get that. I, it's just the whole joke of it was just perfect and um it's mostly comedy bits that just get me like when she was being dragged like you talked about in the wagon and she's oh like i'm God. not sure i could yeah. take any more of this <laughs> and then before she could finish she's just getting whacked in the head it's just it's just perfect the, she's not making a screaming out this hurts sound she's more of no. like making like a, a pleased moan almost it's, it's fucking... like please stop <laughs> Oh it's my like, God. oh my God. And that's like you you feel like should I be watching this? But it's it's just it's just perfect comedy in my opinion. I and The best part about Darkness is that she's all like she's this wicked horn dog who wants to be tied up and beat up by monsters and she likes to be abused, but then anytime Kazuma actually calls her on like the explicitly oh, yeah. states sexual stuff that would be up her alley. It's like, you're a pervert. Because it's in the realm of sexuality. She's like, oh my God, no. So she's this mega fetish-loving pervert who is also a prude. You don't get that everywhere. <laughs> no, no, you don't. You don't just find that in the fucking Walmart, bro. You got to order that online. No, and that's what I mean. These characters are just over-the-top crazy uh, most of the moments I think about her when she was splitting personalities with that guy that took over her body and she wanted the abuse, like a lot of it is the action she does. I can't just, just, just describe it. You have to watch it. And I just, I don't know. It, it was a character I enjoyed watching. I, I, I love I love it. Darkness was also my favorite. Mm, there we go. So number 29 is going to be Mob Psycho, which 
Guess what? You put at 29 too. So we both picked Mob at the same no time. No shit. My man. Yep. So uh, we've already said it, but uh, Mob is fantastic. Uh, very soft spoken character. Very, um, how would I say, awkward type of character that basically is shown the ropes, if I could say, from um, his mentor, Reagan, and is technically taken advantage of, but is learning valuable lessons from Reagan at the same time. And seeing Mob, though, slowly go through school and actually get friends, start to go out to, you know, get exercise with the workout club and all that stuff. It, I don't know. It's like... Um, I didn't think I'd like Mob, and I did because I'm not a fan of soft-spoken, quiet characters. Because it's like I can't hear you back there. What are you doing? And but to to me, when I watched him kind of like smile with his little buggy eyes, you know, his big round eyes, when you know things pleased him, I was like, oh, look at him. He's all grown up. He's he's starting to branch out a little bit. I I don't know what to say. It's just uh, Mob is a very to me seems like a a real character with psychic powers. Yeah, dude, Mob is um. It's just fun, man. It's just fun to watch him grow. I like how you just did a simplistic version. You're like, yeah, just just fun to watch him grow. I mean, it, it is. I talked a lot about <laughs> Mob. I've talked a lot about Mob and Mob Psycho uh, throughout the history of the podcast. So, yeah, we'll just keep it simple here. Okay. All right. So, on to the next one for number 28 is Kogami Shinya from Psychopaths. Okay. Fuck yeah. Now I have to. I'm gonna do them together because it makes sense. Twenty seven is Makashima from Psychopaths. I love it. Now I figured I'd pair them together because I truly, I know you only had Makashima, but um, for some reason, when it came to Kogami Shinya, he spoke to me a lot because everything he was feeling about justice and revenge, because he is technically working for the police in this world, but he's not like. The good police, he's kind of gotten his hands dirty. He kind of believes that, you know, sometimes you have to do an eye for an eye. Yeah, yeah. And I'm about that. Um, I know that that's not the right way of thinking. I know in real life I have to usually tone it down myself when I think of my sense of justice. But when I get to see a character do it on screen and do it well and kind of look good while doing it, if I can say so myself. You're not wrong there. I'm like, yeah, this guy delivers, and this is what I want to see in a character that can like persevere through the carnage and the messed up mind that is Makashima, who is the next person on the list, who pretty much, like you have said in the uh, last episode about him, is he causes the whole thing throughout the show. Like, without him, I don't think this show could continue, doesn't do well. Like, it was such a great, engaging idea to have a killer. Which is it? Spoilers if I say what he can do. Um, uh, spoilers for Psychopaths, a ten-year-old show. Skip ahead like a minute. Yeah, just a little bit. It's just that he is able to basically get through a system that can detect if you are going to have the intent to kill someone. If you are a murderer, a serial murderer, he is one of the only ones that is able to get by that. So no one can detect what he is doing. He could kill someone right in front of you, and it wouldn't even change. And it's just crazy. It's it's a upside down idea that I am glad I watched the show because it had so many things that even pertain to what's going on in this world. And those two characters going at odds with each other was terrific. So, yeah, dude, I, I really feel you. They, um, just the way, I don't know. There are very few anime that can do the, the two people battling it out usually through the mind. 
But like Death Note's one that I can think of, Fate Zero did it well, but Psycho that like Psychopaths is right up there with the the two opposing forces kind of having doing little battles until they finally have their grand finale. And that that was done so well with with Makashima and Kogame. Absolutely. <clears throat> All right. So number 26, we have Thorkel from Vinland Saga. <laughs> the big one, right? He's the he's the giant the, dude. The big one that loves to fight and uh, <laughs> he Old just has a good jaw. time doing it. Oh, glass guy! Can't take a punch. That's the that's my favorite scene in the whole show. Askeladd's just like you know, I got know a secret about that guy. <laughs> Thorvin just so I recently him in the watched chin. Uh, a Vinland Saga again with my wife, uh, basically to get her to watch one of the, my favorite animes, and I I reaffirmed my love for Thorkill because to me this is a pick for solely just entertainment value and a Goku type of complex for a more serious toned show unlike Dragon Ball Z, which can have serious effects, but, you know, Vinland Saga is way more serious. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Thorkill is just this warrior that is put into this world that basically has fun killing people and and wants to die to go to Valhalla. He is a Viking through and through, and his goal is to figure out one of his greatest friend's basically things was, um, I want to be the... Um, the greatest warrior, basically. The true warrior. A true it? warrior. Yeah, a true warrior, essentially. And Thorkel wants to figure out what that is because he's not smart enough to truly understand what his friend was trying to say. Because Thorkel does not believe in what the true way is, and he believes in killing people. So it's it's kind of crazy. He's not like the most thought-out character. I just had a good time seeing him. I, I loved him to death. He's just my shameless plug in to be like no he's down here because i i love him and adore him no i dig it dude any man who can cut through two uh, two men <laughs> and a a ship mast, a mast of a ship with one swing of an axe he can be anywhere on anybody's list and i will respect it and if you haven't watched vinland saga please do yeah no you are really missing out um vinland saga is gonna turn out when it's when it's done it's gonna be one of those masterpiece anime mm guaranteed <clears throat> so number 25 the halfway mark are you ready i'm ready did you want to do your honorable mentions before we break into the top 25 <clears throat> you're right okay so i only have two honorable mentions i could really uh think of okay but they were pushing with kirito and you're going to be kind of upset but uh, i want to really explain it uh my first one is ishigami from kaguya sama love is war um oh okay i i get it <clears throat> I'm I'm happy that I'm happy that you thought about him. You know what I mean? Like, well, I just watched his actual kind of backstory in the season huh. two, and I already did like Ishigami anyway. But seeing that, I was like, oh wow, yeah, you're making your case there. I already like the side characters more than the main characters, and you're you're one of them. And then I was just like, nah, you can't do recency bias. Put him in the top fifty when you got so many others. So no, I dig that. He he could have deserved a, li a spot on my list as well. For sure. So I get you. He's I, one of my honorable mentions as well. We'll go with that. Now, the other one, it, it may bother you a little bit, but uh, my honorable mention is Simone from Gurren Lagan. You son of a bitch. You're dead to me. 100 episodes <laughs> is as far as we got. <laughs> no, I get so it, man. I, I know you. A, I know you're yeah, not he's as a, much he's, of a Simone he, boy as me. Yeah, he's, he's a great character, though. I mean, to be honest... Like I said, I want to have a figure of him, and he is awe-inspiring. He is the hope of that show, and I 100% agree. But sometimes 
it's kind of like you with your love for Yusuke. I support everything you believe in that character, and I understand wholeheartedly, but it doesn't hit me the same way. So I was like, I can't put him in the top 50. I had more connection with Yoko Littner than I did with uh, Simone. That's fair, man. I can't be mad at that. I want but, to, uh, but I can't. <laughs> I, I want to be mad, but I can't. Because there's got to be stability in the world. <laughs> that, that's it. All right. So uh, what are we uh, being sponsored by, by the way? Uh, Anime Brothers, sponsored by uh, Crab Cakes. Not <laughs> like a one brand, but just like the crab cake industry. Buy okay. imitation crab. Buy imit. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> So my number 25 is Gearless Joe from Megalobox. Ooh, hell yeah. I'm surprised he's now, that high, honestly, but but I respect it. I don't know. I think it's because I watched the second season. Yeah. And things, I don't want to spoil it, especially for you, and I don't want to spoil it for everything uh, because Megalobox is definitely different than, you know, the second part, which was Nomad. But let's just say he's he's kind of going on a roller coaster, you know? He was down, pretty down bad at the beginning of Megalobox. He's, you know, rising through the ranks, trying to box the people he can, going through life. And he almost thinks he's going to reach the pinnacle. And the show, you know, ends. I'm not saying how it goes down, what goes down. But then the, the next season kind of goes back to another lull, another low point in his life. And seeing how much he's kind of grown through it all in how much of a family he built by the end of season one and seeing a lot of things crash and burn. I just feel like he's a very conflicted and traumatizing character that some would say you don't need a second part, but actually sometimes you do need the second part with a little bit of that drab, that down stuff to, and then pull yourself out of it again. You know, I don't know. It's just, it was a good all around story where I, I just give it a solid eight throughout it doesn't it doesn't have low points, but it doesn't have super high points to me. It's just a great, great show, and it's all driven by Joe, and he's kind of like not a self insert, but like you know, his name is just meant to be that that name, and I don't know. I I just really enjoyed the character. I I I know it seems like he's really low, but for some reason, I I I found the character really great. Hey, that's cool, man. That's I'm just it more surprised than anything. Yeah, I know. I understand. But no, I dig it, man. If you love Gearless it's just, Joe. It's really hard without spoiling stuff. <laughs> no, I get you. And I mean, even just from the first season, I, I, I see where you're coming from. Gearless yeah, Joe was the headstrong guy that was pretty much wanting to drive headfirst into death. And yeah, he just wanted to feel alive. A really interesting character, for sure. Yeah, and second season doesn't really go that way. It's more of like, you're living, but are you even alive anymore? And it's kind of like the reverse effect of what you saw at the beginning of the first season. Okay. So it's very interesting. All right. All right. Um, so number 24, and I looked on your list, and we both did it, Guts from Berserk. Oh, fuck yeah. Now, I just like you, I've only watched the three movies. I've watched uh, the newest season, which was god-awful, and I stopped after like half of it because I, I just couldn't watch it. And pretty much through a lot of reading and talking with you, I, I know what I know about Guts. I need to know more. I kind of would like, if you did buy all the books, I probably would read them um, because they just look so fascinating. But come on, man. It's it's Guts. I mean, that man has a tragic, tragic story, and there's no way he can't make it on the list. Even I know that, and I've, I've watched very limited things about him. 
That's the thing. Like, we know that there's so much more of Guts for us to explore, and we're already blown away with all the character that he's been given. Exactly. And uh, so, yeah, I I had to put him on the list, and uh, yeah, number 24. Fuck yeah. Okay, so here comes number 23. Now, I wrote both names down for number 23, and I decided when I got to the spot, I'm going to pick it off of my true emotional feeling because of the character, because this is my top 50 characters. Okay. Oh, you're going you're gonna to hate me. Bakuto from Haikyuu. Uh, why would I hate you? What is, well, what is I mean, he beat option? out Guts. He beat out a lot of people. I mean, but, you know, I, I'm willing Haikyuu, to take the hate. Haikyuu's amazing. Like, I love it Haikyuu. It is amazing. I love Haikyuu like it's my fucking child, bro. I filled out all three characters for Haikyuu on this. Like, there's no way I wasn't going to do it. I See, my biggest problem with Haikyuu is finding characters that stood out of the crowd because there's so many good ones that they all they all sit at that A+, and there was only a few that hit that S rank for me. Um, but honestly, against any other characters from any other show, they're all fucking like S rank. It feels like they're so good. It's and with hard. and with Baki, uh, Bakuto, if he is not being looked at or everyone's cheering him on, he doesn't do so well. So he it's, needs all the attention. He's a he's just a fun character, man. But not just a uselessly fun character. He's got depth to him. No, he actually teaches a lot of people um, from Karasuno and shows that if he's not down on himself in the middle of a game, he's a very upbeat, helpful guy, and his team loves him, and they're willing to go the extra mile to basically perk him up, even if they're in a slum in the middle of a game, because he is just that um, enthusiastic. He's so charismatic to have around and so energetic. I mean, his hair even moves with his expressions. When I mean, he gets sad, his hair gets sad. <laughs> it's, it's just adorable and also awesome. And Bakuto is also number four. I'm sorry, that also makes me happy. Any number fours, I really get giddy over. It's my favorite number. I dig that. Um, so, yeah, Bakuto, is a, he's just a white-haired wonder, and I, I love it. He's dope, dude. I cannot wait to see some, uh, some real uh, Bakuto's team's action. I forget the name of it. Fuka something. Um, so instead of bastard, I just I want to see him play more, bro. You know, because there's this talk that like when he's on his game, he's potentially the best spiker in in the fucking country. Absolutely, absolutely. I want to see more too. That's why I'm waiting for this latest season. Yep, yep. Okay, so number twenty two, and uh, we will be saying is Komi San from Komi Can't Communicate. Ooh, Komi got high on that list. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's <clears throat> now I was surprised that you had it a lot uh lower than I did, or at least, you know, higher up the list, but I I truly can say with confidence for me after watching Komi Can't Communicate and now the second season of Kaguya Sama, I, I love everything to do with Komi Can't Communicate way more. Okay. Um, I understand. Komi Komi, maybe it was something of having the anxiety only speaking through writing. Um and not really talking too much, but showing how much she cares just through expressions, just through the way that she's willing to do anything for anyone, even if she she's so nervous to do it. I I don't know. I find her character definitely endearing, definitely wholesome. Everything about her is lovely. Um, and she's one of those girls that need to be protected uh, at all times. Uh, I will say that. <laughs> Um, I'm so you have no idea how proud I am to see you put a character from a strictly romance slice of life comedy that, that, on yeah, I was your say, list. It's not just romance; it's, it's like all three. So. But it's it doesn't have it's not like a a romantic subplot in a shonen battle or some like heist where there was a good romance. 
this is a this is a high school romance anime and you lo- and you love it. I'm so happy. <laughs> You're like SpongeBob. You like Comey can't communicate, don't you? Yeah, you like slice of life, don't you, Squidward? <laughs> <laughs> so the next on the list for 21, I'll keep it right then and there is Najima from Comey can't communicate. Oh shit, okay. I did. Wow. Now, um they win over Comey for me just because of the amazing character uh that is Najima. Basically, he can get. Uh, I that's another thing we've discussed. I believe we believe it's a he uh, wears uh, skirts and all that stuff. But uh, from Tadano, the main character's perspective, uh, Najima is, is a man. Yeah, so there's, it's never explicitly stated that they are. I'm, transgender. I'm just trying to explain as best I can. But so I'm just gonna say he from here on there. But Najima basically is a character that everyone wants to be friends with. She tr- uh, he tries to be friends with everybody else. Has that energy that everyone wants to be around. Um, it's hard to explain, but it's like the better version of Chica for me because it's that, that third, you know, that third person in that triangle that is basically getting Tadano and Komi to hang out, basically trying to get them to become a thing, but doing it in a very, I don't know what to say, not annoying, like, Oh, look at me, look at me. It's more of like crafty. And I just like the way Najima operates. Okay. I dig it. I mean, one of the most fun characters in that show, without a doubt. Yeah, every time uh, he would come up and start, you know, doing something like at the end of the episode when they're trying to make money in the maid cafe, and then he gets in trouble for <laughs> like basically what were they trying to rig it or trying to get money like under the table? Yeah, like a profiteering, I think is yeah, the word. Yeah, it's like oh my god, he's getting he's getting in trouble at school for this. It was just funny the know. the Comey train. Just send Comey out in a maid outfit throughout the school and she'll end up <laughs> attracting so many people <laughs> it worked though it's like it a worked. snowball going downhill <clears throat> so yes that is number 21 oh boy we're getting into the top 20 now here's so where here's shit gets the top real. 20 here's here's where shit gets real and i have to drink another drink god damn that's okay again uh buy imitation crab thank you <clears throat> okay so number 20 is the one and only Kirino Kosaka from Orimo. Okay. The best girl of that show. I dig Hands it. Hands down. Um, I mean, basically, I, you're wrong, but I dig it. No, you know? no, I'm pretty sure I'm right. I don't know, so, man. I don't know. Think you might well, be you didn't pick wrong. yours down lower than I did, so obviously you don't care that much. Wow. Okay. You know oh. what? I was going to use that argument against you, but then I looked at my list and I was yeah. like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So Kirino makes it on the list because this is uh I, I realize now, yes, my type is Sundare, apparently. You love um, it. <laughs> I do love it. Um basically a sister that what did fascinate me and what grabbed me quickly in season one, uh, Matt explains it way better than I do on Otaku Melancholy, but he said it really connected him to her because she is someone that is really popular or, you know, is good at sports and whatnot, but actually likes otaku things, likes anime, likes all the stuff that to her friends and technically family and a lot of people uh, our cultures like even here in america it's getting better but it's definitely hard to sometimes feel like being yourself because you're worried about being judged or someone not liking you or stop talking to you and you would think oh why would you overthink that much well she's still in middle school and she's really popular and she pretty much can make a manga. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, and the way but, her friend reacted to finding out she was an otaku, she was right to be worried. Yeah, and it's like she goes through all this stuff, and it's like you realize, man, and if it wasn't for... It's the brother and sister connection, which, LOL, that's the point of the show. Yeah, connection. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but it's oh. like she's just someone that wants she just truly enjoys watching anime and you know hentai and other stuff as well but she truly enjoys it and it's like we always talk about there's nothing better than seeing a character or a person truly enjoying something they love wholeheartedly and it just warmed my heart when i saw it and then seeing her slowly start to peel away her uh, ice heart to you know finally show her brother you know i care about you for doing this thank you it just was worth it just one little thank you from her to me was like oh my god that's amazing so for her to make me feel that way just watching i was like i don't know G- great character okay i as much as i disagree with the fact or the supposed <laughs> fact that she may or may not be best girl um well she I, is I, my best girl i agree with you that seeing her get all giddy about her otaku shit is it is heartwarming she's like hugging her pillow kicking her feet around like all excited yeah, it's, like it's, she's playing. I have Arrow to take a shower first. Why do weight? you have to take a shower first? Like it, it, it provides for some good for some good anime. I'll give you that. Mm. I broke him down a little bit, guys. <laughs> All right, number nineteen. It is Thorfinn from Vinland Saga. Okay. Little, now, little angry boy. What can I say about Thorfinn? I know some shit's coming. After this, you know, prequel uh, about it's going to make his growth even more because right now he's a one track mind. But I'm going to tell you right now, guys, I, I cannot say it enough. Next to Sundares, I am about revenge stories. I'm about getting the job done. If you didn't get that from my Kogami Shinya character, yeah, Thorfinn is the embodiment of never giving up on what you set your mind to, though it may be the wrong way of going at it. And at some point, you got to realize your dad doesn't want you to do it. Um, but the headstrong, put your head down, commit to one goal that you set your mind to because of the traumatic experience that Thorfinn goes through at a very young age. And you're in a world where it's Vikings, uh, war is everything, war gets you to Valhalla. It's kind of like that's all he really knows, and especially what he goes through. What is it? What else was he supposed to learn in the middle of all that shit? That that's the thing, and I feel like for what he had to go through, he had to survive. He did that. He had to adapt. He did that. He had to get stronger. He did that. He had to take someone out that he promised he would. He didn't get that, but you know, you know, I he tried. <laughs> that's the thing. I just love the goal. It was simplistic, but his character is great, and I know it's going to get better because he's actually going to go through some character development. Oh, he has to. I mean, his entire. His whole world's been flipped whole, upside yeah, down. Yeah, his whole world got shattered at the end of uh, of the first season of Inland Saga. There's no way he comes out of this the same man. Like, And I think that's what the entire second season, from what I've heard, it's like Farming Simulator 2.0. Uh, I'm down I think, for it. I'm I think totally down for it. That's his whole deal, is learning how to not be some bloodthirsty, revenge-seeking person and learning just how to live like a normal life. Absolutely. I love it. All right, uh, number 18 is Daichi from Haikyuu. Oh, fuck yes, my man, Captain. Oh, Captain, the, my the Captain. The Captain of Karasuno makes it in the top 20 because you goddamn right he does because without that Captain, the heart and the soul of the team is gone. Um, maybe not over, the heart man. and soul, but uh, it's just he is a, a leader through and through. He is, a, I think it's third year, the last year of, of yep, the yep. high school team. So after this these seasons, he's no longer going to be on the team anymore. He's basically seen nothing but failure 
uh, on that team for as long as he has been on the team since acquiring new players. Um, he's seen the worst of it, and yet he's persevered through it all. He doesn't get a lot of character like progression, I mean, because it's it's there's a lot of characters and there's not a lot of time to shine. But I respect him because everyone else respects him. And I think that's what it works for me. Like when he says something or he gets mad, everyone listens. And that means that you have someone's respect. And that means that you have my respect. And that's that's how I put it. So Okay, let me just put it this way. If I could replace Erwin Smith from Attack on Titan <laughs> with one character, it's Daiichi. He's the only other character I can think of who can get the job done like Erwin did. Absolutely, because like I said, every time everyone says like one more serve and all that way, if like they fuck up, but every time he would say it, everyone would snap back into action. Like, let's do it. Like he has that deep sounding voice. Yeah, he's the he's literally the the dad of the group. He's the team captain for a reason. He's, I think you were right when you said he's the heart and soul of the team. He really is. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it because I'm like, oh, there's other people, but I'm like, I guess he is. Yeah. So I mean, look what look what happened when he got injured for that game. It, things were. Terrifying. It scared the shit out of me. I'm like, no, not like Taichi. It, it took the collective effort of the entire team to to do extra to make up for one man being gone. And who doesn't have like a specific special skill set? Daiichi's just pretty good at everything, but it's his uh, it's it's the intangibles that get you with him. You can't put that hmm. shit on paper. You're damn right. Okay, so number 17 is Revy from Black Lagoon. Okay, I like it. Yeah, she's definitely lower for me. Um, uh, basically, I just like the uh, the redheaded badass woman uh, that take no shit uh, gets the job done. I I I very I probably sound very simplistic with describing her, but the truth is, is what really made it easier for me. And I've I've mentioned it many times is when you kind of see the little little um, I would say little splashes of the innocence that was probably always within her. But from a young age, she grew up in like the worst situations and had to like kill to survive pretty much literally, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, at one point or you another. You can see is that she, it's not her fault. She just adapted to her surroundings. And a lot of times with the argument she has with the main character about is what she probably felt at one point, but realized it can't go that way. And so she quickly moved on from that while the main character couldn't. So she's kind of like that person that, is in between the lines of what's right and what's wrong. And she just doesn't want to accept the fact that, you know, this is wrong. Cause she, she's lived uh, that way the whole time. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know that. if I'm describing it very well, but uh, she's just uh, to me, a pretty complex character. I, I would agree. Revy's one of those characters too, that you, you get what you want out of Revy. If you want this deep, complex, um, emotionally troubled character, you have her. <laughs> Uh, if you are just sitting here and you're like, I just want the gunslinging badass, uh, badass lady who's gonna step on my balls and call me a piece of shit, <laughs> you get that shorts. too. <laughs> yeah, you get that too. Like whatever, whatever you want to get out of Revy's character, it's available to you as much or as little as you want. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, so uh, definitely in Black Lagoon, please check it out, guys, if you haven't. It's, it's great. Really worth it. Like it, it, the it hasn't aged out of uh, of watchability. Okay, number 16. Now, I call it recency bias because he moved down just a tiny bit after this, but uh, Aaron Yeager from Attack on Titan. Okay. So, All right. Did, um, did you revise the list after the latest episode? 
After the no, uh, I revised the list after two episodes. Oh, okay. So subject to change so, on the next list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. We we actually just talked about it in our Attack on Titan episode. It's like in a way, and I don't want to spoil things, but he, um, Aaron has grown from a young boy who is angry, rightly so, because of losing. I mean, this is a spoiler from the first episode of the first season, so I'm not really going that hard, that Aaron's mom gets devoured by a Titan in the show. He's pretty much just angry the whole time. He just just goes <laughs> in head first, doesn't think, ask questions later, kind of like the Thorfinn thing I'm saying where he's all about revenge. I like that, but even I was very annoyed with his character. I was like, there's nothing to him. We've gotten three seasons of this shit. Like, what is the point of this character? Is he just there to be the guy, you know, that's going to solve the problem? I don't know. He's not the guy. I'm I'm the the guy. guy. (laughs) (laughs) But then season four comes in, the final season, part one, and it just, it turned everything. It's like all of a sudden you just need a couple years to go by, grow out his hair, uh, you know, act a little more cold-hearted and start, you know, adapting to the environment that you pretty much were raised around, start thinking like the enemy is, and you got a very interesting character for me. And then by the end of the second part, you realize is the person completely forgot about his old, like, mission? Has he forgot about his old, like, thoughts? And, and pretty much has he, does he remember anything of his past or what he set his mind to? And when you see some of the outcomes going a way that you didn't think was going to happen, but you were hoping was going to happen. That's a lot of depth to a character for me. And uh, also, he's the only one I've ever seen that had both protagonist and antagonist on the Crunchyroll Awards. So, uh, yeah, you get to deserve on this list, bud. Yeah, that is an interesting, uh, you know, the duality of man. Um. <laughs> yeah, I like how uh, Mello from our Discord like, let me s- send you this clip to show why you're wrong. And it's <laughs> like, I don't care. I'm going to vote anyway. It's, I'm it's, here for the memes. I'm here for the memes. Just suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> um, but yeah, Aaron deserves it on the list. I know the the recency bias may have pushed him down quite a bit, but I don't care. So no, I dig it, dude. It's my list, damn it. All right, number fifteen is Joseph Joestar from JoJo's. Holy fucking shit! You Let's didn't go. even think it was gonna happen, did you? I didn't. I I was. I knew you loved Joseph, but I didn't know he was top fifteen material. <laughs> That's what okay. I'm talking about. Here's here's the I don't know if you guys have heard a lot. You're like, man, JD is very simple with his stuff. I'm like, the repetitiveness. What do I say? If I hate a character from the beginning, but then I really start to like the characters I'm watching more and more and more, and then I realize I can't get enough of this character. You're doing something right. And what has not been said about Joseph that I think I don't need to say anymore, especially from you and everyone else that loves you know JoJo's. Yeah, I mean, the real fun. ones, no. Joseph is the best JoJo. Yeah, he's just a funny all-around guy, but also a guy that can adapt to any situation, gets himself out of almost every situation, which it was almost kind of ridiculous at one point. Yeah, you um, know, but he gets himself into situations, gets himself out, uses knockers, stops using knockers, um, <laughs> punches a camera, says holy shit. It's, it's, it's everything uh, yeah. about it. Yeah, he's just a all-around encompassing great character, and uh, I will bow down and say that he he's worthy to be on the list. I love it. Uh, you're making me so happy today. My boy's growing <laughs> up. So I'm proud. Glad. All right, because now number 14, 
it's time to talk about another hero that gets a bad rep. Naruto from Naruto. Oh, okay. I thought Naruto might be pushing top 10 area. No, because there's other characters that are better than him. Uh, problem is, is this is a character that I hated growing up when I was watching Dragon Ball Z and I'd watch a couple episodes and I'm like, this this Naruto kid is annoying. I hate this kid. Yeah. Uh, he's the main character of the show. Oh, that's great. But that doesn't mean I have to watch it or like it. Kind of like, you're not Goku. So I don't, you know, you're not, <laughs> you're not, you don't deserve to be the main character of this story of your own name. Anyway. But to be honest, I feel like I haven't watched Bleach, but I plan on doing it eventually soon. I haven't read all of One Piece, but it seems like Naruto is the originator of the talk no jutsu. And that is a joke now. But truly, I don't want protagonists anymore to always be like, well, I can't kill people. No, I got to understand how they feel like they kind of do with Tanjiro with the demons, which it's all right. But even we were like, all right, it's getting a little bit much. Naruto is the originator of this. Naruto is a character that is meant to be the true neutral of any situation. And me, myself, coming from divorced parents, also being neutral in politics or anything, I feel like he is the embodiment of the perfect protagonist. The perfect meaning really no flaws. Everyone should have flaws, but to me, he's meant to be the one that can take all the burdens, that can shoulder everything. And that's why I think he's just a great character and he will be on my list. Okay. I, I, I'm, I, again, I'm surprised he's not higher. I know, I know. It, it, well, sometimes, like I said, fan service takes over. I, I, you know, I'm a man who understands. I am a uh, firm believer in the thideology of waifu. <laughs> the thideology. <I> <laughs> All right, so number 13, here we go. It is Kiritsugu from Fate Zero. You know, he's about 10 spots too, yeah, yeah, too no, high or low, you know, push him, push him closer to the... The tippy top of that lady. It's cool. Here's it's cool. The thing. Fine. Let's hear it. Kiritsugu is a very great character. And like you said, and well-written. Now, sometimes not all the well-written characters make our top 50 characters. He did, but he doesn't make nearly the top 10, you know, like you would, you know. For obvious reasons, it hit me, but it wasn't like the sole point that I enjoyed the, the show. So, um, Understandable. I don't think we need to talk too much about Kiritsugo. We beat that with a dead horse about all what he goes through and all that stuff in the show. And I do like him. And I like the person that gets the job done and thinks I'd rather save a million people than 50,000 people. It's just obvious math. So his logic to me does work. Yeah, but it also, I don't know. I like the whole you can't save the world with that mentality type deal. There will never, you know. The whole thing. Well, that, he grows throughout the show as well, and quickly learns from his mistakes as well. Yeah, and like the the whole ending of of fucking Fate Zero and how Kiritsugu's philosophy just kind of gets flipped completely upside down. Yeah, now if I can only save one person, I and you then know. that's good enough. I don't know, just it really. A and big it's part. great. That's spectacular. That is spectacular. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Okay, so number 12, we have Reagan from Mob Psycho. Fuck yeah, go Reagan. Now, I think I actually have him down way lower than you, which was hilarious. I was like, I enjoyed Reagan more than you did. Um, oh, no, I had him at 11. You did? I win the oh, Reagan sweet shit. <laughs> Fuck. All right, well, I thought I saw him on uh, 13, but my bad. Um... Yeah, so just like you probably mentioned, Reagan is a joy to watch, a hilarious con man, 
I always like to say the con man thing and all that stuff, but also he's not a bad guy. He just does some bad things, but they're not <laughs> bad, bad. You know, it's just, he's misunderstood. And he goes through his own little character growth in the middle of the show because of things that happen between him and Mob. And it's kind of wholesome and it's kind of like made me really put the tunnel vision on and go, I'm actually more interested in these two characters than I am the whole idea of what's going on with spirits and all that stuff in this world. So that means you did a very good job portraying these characters and their relationship. And Reagan is just top notch. And uh, I, uh, uh, no, I was about to spoil something. So now, yeah, uh, either way, Reagan deserves this spot. I mean, if nothing else for self-defense rush alone. Self-defense rush. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Number 11, then we get to the top 10. Oh, boy. Saber from Fate Stay or Fate Zero, whatever you want. Saber in general. I fucking love Saber. Ooh, I hmm. A plus, my friend. If I now she <laughs> probably would have made it if I had another Fate Zero spot. I know, right? Because there's only so many you can put on there. And only you so put many. Kire over Saber because you're like, I gotta put the bad guy in here. I needed a couple bad guys, and I do really like Kire. Yeah, I, I understand. But Saber that woman that's all dressed up in armor, that that loyal to a fall, like honor over everything. I also like that samurai mentality. She's cute as a button. That's it's for sure. darkness without the horny. Exactly. And it's like, <laughs> it obviously works better than darkness because I love darkness, but we, we need to get serious here. And Saber doesn't even have to show anything off to be kind of uh, sweet and, and amazing. And that's the thing about it. And Saber is just a character that was... One of the few animes I watched at the beginning was Fate Zero of our of our podcast journey, and I fell in love with her character right away. And uh, it's just someone that I really, really like. <laughs> I not I much re- else to say. I feel you, dude. Like I, I, that's one of the better things I, I from from Unlimited Blade Works. I think Saber's character in Unlimited Blade Works might not have been as well written but she was way more fun like you got to see her kind yeah, of Yeah, they were going out person. all the time shopping. She was kind of seeing how the world works, kind of how like Ryder was in Fate Zero. Yeah. Um, she was very cute in uh in Unlimited Blade Works compared to how she was in, in in Zero. And of course the whole point is is that there's three routes for three different romances, so technically the one about Saber would probably have more about her, but this one we watched was more about Rin Tosaka, so. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh Great character for that. So it's time to delve into the top 10. Are we ready? As ready as I'll ever be. I know. I, What's our some, next sponsor? Um, uh, Don't buy crab meat from the anti-crab meat You just told them to buy crab meat. You, look, man, we're taking money from anybody who will give us money, okay? Okay. Conflicting sponsorships. All right. Well, number 10 is Shoyo Hinata from Haikyuu. Oh, boy. I, I, thought, I thought you were Hinata boy. It's tough. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have them to my right right now while you're, you know, uh, Kageyama's over over there by your mic. Oh, yeah. But Shoyo Hinata is the embodiment of you can do anything even though you're not born the most talented person ever through determination, trial and error, and never giving up. He's the embodiment of everything. Is he the most well-thought-out, deep character? No, but that's not the point. He is the perfect main character for this show because there are so many good characters, but there are moments, 
and I repeat moments and I'll talk about one. I don't care if it's a spoiler where he was actually able to receive a ball. Now he throughout all the seasons could not receive a ball. He could not receive a ball to save his life. He was meant to spike the ball and that's it. Do your job and go home. But through so much practicing, he was able to receive the ball in a game and save the play. And while everyone is bumming out because they're like losing and a whole bunch of stuff's going wrong, he's like, guys, did you see what I did? That's so awesome. And then everyone just gets out of that deep darkness that they're at because we all need that like gone freaks like you kind of said before. You need that joy. You need that drive to keep going without like needing someone to pep talk. You just need that, you know what? What if if he's if if we're letting this bother us? How the hell? Look at him over there. He received the ball and he's feeling happy, even though we're down by twenty five. It's so, just his love for volleyball. Nobody in the show loves playing volleyball as much as Shoyo Hinata. It's so pure. And I get that because sometimes when we play a sport, and I know I'm not the same, and we don't go as hard. We we all have that drive. We feel that love when we're like loving the sport we're playing. When we play like volleyball or we have the football moments, it's like those days where you just feel so good and you're just like, there's nothing else I'd rather do than this right now. And there was times I would only think about going to play like volleyball or football for the day. And that's what Shoyo feels all the time. And in a way, I kind of just wish I could feel that. And that's why I love him. Okay. I do. I I love that pick. I really do. Why, why did that get me all emotional now? Jesus Christ. Because it's fucking Shoyo goddamn Hinata, baby. <laughs> That's what he does. The cutest button anime. All right, time to, time to turn this around because number nine is Hasoka from Hunter oh, Hunter. Ooh, okay. So you had him at eight. I have him at nine. We are so close to being <laughs> the same person, but just like a little bit askew. We just sprinkle other things around it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But uh, yeah, Hasoka is just another character I don't need to explain. Uh, crazy clown from Hunter Hunter that um, grabs you from the get-go and like, oh, this guy's interesting. And then you keep watching, and you're like, oh, this guy's really interesting. And you just, by the end of the show, in my all honesty, you're still like, I still need to know more. So that's a great character. And I was interested in every time he was around, especially the greed arc, I found him to be quite enjoyable. Uh, Showed a different side of him when he's not trying to kill people. So... Well, at it's, least not it, the people that we like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he <laughs> kill other people, but you know what? He's actually working on, you know, the good guy's side for a minute, and it's like, yeah, he just does what he wants. I love it. Yeah, I mean, Hisoka's just... He, he, he's Hisoka. What else can we say? Okay, so number eight, it is Levi Ackerman from Attack oh, on Titan. Oh, shit. Levi got that high high. Yes. Now... Here's the thing. It's kind of a sneaky high because no one probably thinks I talk about Levi that much. No one thinks that I really care about him so much. I think I didn't know I cared so much. But after this late, I, I just can't, can't even say anything, can I? It's I don't just, think you just, can. I don't think this is the appropriate time. It's not. But let me just tell you, uh, do you want a pure badass that gets the job done and pretty much never fails? Okay, check it off the list. Do you want someone that never really apologizes for anything he does? Check that off the list. Do you want someone that has undying loyalty for his friends and all that, but when it comes down to it, chooses someone else for the betterment of his friend and mankind? You check that off the list. To be honest, this subtle, quiet, badass short guy has a lot of depth, and you didn't really need a lot given to him. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm right there with you. I, I know what you're saying. See how I did all that without spoiling, too? <laughs> that was good. That was Thank good. Thank you. 
I'm proud of you. It's tough. But, I, I'm not uh, even going to lie. I had to cut out something from my episode about Attack on Titan that I got too in-depth about. I was like, nope, we're cutting that. We're cutting that. Um. <clears throat> so, yeah. But basically, yeah, Levi's just, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's a fan favorite for everyone, but uh, I really love him, and he's kind of got that edgelord um, vibe I've always had since I was a young kid. So, I love it, dude. I love it, Levi. I, I, got, I got no hate about that. All right, number seven. <clears throat> God damn, I, I'm getting dry here. Uh, is Madara Uchiha from Naruto. There he is. It happened. I have a villain in the top ten because Hasoka were eh, about it's Madara. I I'm watching it a second time with a buddy of mine, Devin. Um, and I'm getting to the part where it's getting heavily into Madara, and it just further explains. I've I've gone over this numerous times why I love Madara. He's pretty much thought of everything when it comes to Naruto. I'm not going to spoil it, but I feel like technically he was should have been the overall villain that has that won the whole show because of how well thought out his plan was you want to talk about the most overpowered bad guy especially in the naruto world i felt like that was it right there in a nutshell um voice acted by one of the best japanese voice actors for me that also doesn't hurt but uh he's just cold calculating calm condescending douchebag to other people that he believes are fit below him and it's just that, it's just, I like that in a villain that has that more, it's like Frieza, but way more dark and more like deep voiced. It's all about the voice. Okay. So. I don't think I've ever heard a bad thing said about Madara. The fourth great ninja war? Sure. Madara himself? Oh, yeah. God, yeah. no. And uh, th- there's some people that I know that have finally finished it while my buddy's still slacking behind. And they're like, I totally get what you meant about Madara. And that's all I'm trying to get across. You just want people to to see the light. I just want them to see the light. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Okay. So number six, before we get to the top five, it is Asuna from SAO. Okay. See, now I'm starting to see the familiar faces. They're starting to roll <laughs> in. I know what's happening here. I'm starting to pick up what I'm putting down here. All right, Asuna is my waifu, and no one has taken the title. I've I've had a lot of the women come close. I've always said they've come close. But then after I've watched it and I let that recency bias go by and I really sit here and think about it, I realize so far I can't find anyone better than Asuna. I know she's basically in an isekai show with a guy that's pretty bland, but... I, and I haven't seen the movie yet, which I want to, to get more of her, and hopefully it comes here to America. But Asuna is everything in a package to be that actual waifu, that perfect girlfriend. She'll do anything for you. She is wholesome. She has a, not a horrible, like, tragic upbringing, but definitely one that's more, like, realistic and definitely someone that is around wealthy uh, family and uh, expected so much of, but all she wants to do is what she wants to do. So it's just um I don't know. I I I beat it to beat it down to a dead horse now at this point, but I just I just love her so much and uh can't take her away from me. <laughs> Nobody can take her away from me. Uh yeah, sorry. I'm losing my breath here. No, you're good, dude. You're uh you're on the home stretch now though. You've been kicking ass so far. Yeah, we're on the top 5 now. So as we get into this, this is the controversial one. Because I don't know 
how to label it, but number five is Shiro Archer Shiro from Fate Stay Unlimited Blade Works. So, like, Archer from Unlimited Blade Works? Or, like, are you taking, like, two characters and, like... Well, it's Archo. I know, it's Archer, I know. But his deal. name is Shiro, so I call him Archer Shiro. Okay. So, you know, that's probably a spoiler for anybody who hasn't watched Unlimited Blade Works. Fair enough. Anyway. <laughs> the, that pause was great. Uh, I, I did that on purpose because I really was like, well, can't back out of it now. So, ah, um, shit. <laughs> unless you want me to just say Archer, and then now I don't say anything now. And you Probably can... for I might be able to work some editing magic. If not, um, you know, okay, well, sorry. Either right. way, it, yeah, it's Archer uh, from Fate Stay Unlimited Blade Works. Uh, whether it's the white hair, the edgy badass, or the willingness to actually kill um, people, uh, there's more to it, but I don't want to spoil it. There's nothing. Um, there's nothing I really hate about this character. I know for you, it wasn't a lot of depth for it, but um, it, it, dude, it's hard to explain his character without spoiling it. I no, Got I it? understand. I, I really do. Um, I liked Archer a lot. I thought he was very interesting. Um, I might maybe the twist was a little maybe didn't hit me quite as hard as you did, but yeah, I mean, just off of just rule of cool archer archer's perfect i guess the best way i could try to say it is like he's someone that's trying to change his past and basically a a big sign of like nice guys finish last like why nice guys finish last yeah and he tries to fix his own mistakes that he believes caused it and the conflicting manner of that and the willingness to do that and go through with the plan, which if you watch the show, you'll know why and who it is. It just brings it all together to why I just, I really enjoyed the character. And also I enjoy, enjoy characters that go through with their goals as much as they can. So. Yeah. Yeah. But not to mention just the, the amazing fight scenes that Archer is part of. Um, oh, I am the bone God. of my sword, like everything. Very, you very foldable cool. just hits it on every note. Yeah, they do. They kind of kick ass a little bit. <clears throat> okay. Number four, Askeladd from Vinland Saga. There he is. That's three Vinland Sagas. There it is. And uh, damn right, my 10 out of 10, it's going to get all three. So the protagonist of the prequel, question mark, and I'm not spoiling anything. I mean, it's fucking worth an argument, dude. (laughs) Honestly, it is. Uh, and I'll say, Askeladd stands to be the only, and I'll say bad guy in uh, parentheses, in which has charismatic cold calculating manipulative loyal to the end able to pretty much simulate with other groups of people without other people knowing what his true goals are um this man is everything in one and truly the only thing that could defeat this man uh except for con you know it's combat i think there's only one person i won't spoil that either is time uh He's just uh, an aging person in this in this show that has a lot to uh, not a lot to live for, but he has a goal in mind. And to me, he takes this goal and he fulfills it to even a goal like I would not do. I I believe that I would wholeheartedly try to execute my plan. But then if it's like okay, well this is the this is the stipulation to the plan succeeding, I wouldn't go through with it because you could call me a coward. You could call me that I couldn't. But the fact that this man is willing to do it for the, for his country, for his people, uh, 
and the whole time you thought he was just a wicked man, I I truly admire and, and love this character. So Askeladd deserves it. I mean, even when we thought he was just a wicked man, um, still I still amazing. find him, yeah, still amazing. fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah uh, it's, it's in, in a world where war happens and Vikings live through it, yeah, he was perfect, so. Hell yeah. <clears throat> number three. Here we go. This is big time. Uh, number three is Killua from Hunter Hunter. Oh, I was kind of, he was my dark horse for number one. Oh, was he? He really, I was thinking he might, he might make it. Uh, you know what? It, these last three were very, very hard uh, to, to, to go through. And I think you know all three, but... I'd like to think I did, but I'm terrible at this. So I... <laughs> I'm got, terrible at Honestly, Killua was the only one I, I knew for sure. Killua is is always going to be best boy from any show I've watched so far. I mean, we all thought Phil was in Promised Neverland, but then we know that went to shit. So Killua is best boy. Yeah. And... I'm not going to spoil too much, but I will say he is from Ruthless Assassin um, to someone that you realize wants nothing more than just friendship and companionship because he has a family that almost like the Asana effect where it's definitely a lot different than just rich, but they're just not connected like a normally f- a normal family would be. It's an assassin no, family. Yeah, so. they're fucking assassins. Of course they don't have normal familiar bonds. Yeah, and, and it's like quickly it goes from a character that you're like, man, this guy is cold as hell, and he doesn't give no regrets to you realizing, well, he's a young boy that's been around assassins, never really had a friend, never really got to have love, real love, never got to really have anything. He never got to enjoy a childhood. And you get to see that warm heart show more and more, and what he does for his his best friend gone is outstanding and what he does for his own brother is outstanding and it's just everything he does check it off the list i'm like he can't do no wrong anymore he is every day showing why he is the best character in my opinion of hunter hunter oh you know what i i can't argue with it i we we all know (laughs) keela was not my favorite favorite obviously but um i i get it i really can't hate it i know I, I, God damn it. Like he's, he's a very special character to me, regardless of favorite or not. Like what you, what you, everything you're saying, I wholeheartedly agree with. All righty. So here we go. Number two is Hiei from Yu Yu Hakusho. Fuck yes. My okay. man. So the Yu Yu Hakusho finally showed up in here and it is my edge Lord. The one who started it all for me to realize Yes, Daddy. I like this type of character. <laughs> so, my weakness for the warrior swordsman who talks less but kills more. Sign me up all the way through. The male Sundare type. The more you watch, the more you see, though, that the walls break down and he does have some type of compassion. He just does it in his own way. You start to see him do a little bit of banter more and more. He even makes fun of, like, Kuwabara, a uh, part of the gang. But it's all his character. It's his way of showing he cares about you. It's kind of like that saying is if if I'm making fun of you, if I'm if I'm like insulting you like in a kind of playful way, it's probably because I like you. I mean, you're not going to go up to a random person and start insulting them because you're not comfortable with them. Yeah. So I feel like he does that in his own way. And you could call it because it, it's like what we grew up on. I I you've watched it like four times. I think I've watched all you Hawk show three times. I just wholeheartedly love Hiei and uh, 
He doesn't need to say much, but that's what I like about him. And the fact that he's so loyal to a fault when it comes to even enemies that he faces, it's uh, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, he could have had any spot on my list just about. Um, and but you I didn't. Would... No, I didn't because, that, you know, it's it's the problem. It, it, my list is all my top 50 favorite Yu Yu Hakusho characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I forgot about Hiei because uh, I, I realize I am the UU fanboy around here, so um, I kind of drown out your fandom sometimes, so I forget that you like it almost as much as I do. Um, So I'm it's really okay. happy to see him. I forgive you. Especially at number two. Like, that's fucking awesome. Damn right. I can't, I can't let him go. So I got to know, number one, I... So I have somebody in mind, but I never would have thought he was your number one, so if it's not who I'm thinking of... I think you might have forgotten somebody. But let's oh, hear it. Oh, shit. I'm, I'm, you know, like you said, I knew I'd forget someone. Okay, It happens, no. bro. It's hard. Number one is Kakashi Hatake from That's Minarka. the guy. I never would have thought he was number one for you. Oh, That's hardcore, yeah. bro. Okay. Well, this is the thing, and I want to explain more and more why, because it ranges from all of Shippuden more and more and more of the backstory and spoilers. Um he is my friend. He is my sensei, and he is my number one favorite. Um, his uh, journey with Team Seven uh, is is kind of tragic, and Team Seven is Sakura, Sasuke, and Naruto. Um, basically, he had his own trouble pass where he had his own group of people, and unfortunately, he lost both of the members of his team. But also, he was going through hardships like Naruto was with Sasuke, where they were fighting all the time, but like Obito and Kakashi, they were able to get over it and became the best of friends. So he blames himself because in the early parts of Naruto going into Shippuden, he's trying to tell Naruto, don't worry, this will pass. You guys will be friends in no time. Everything's going to work out. And then, as you know, by reading the rest of Naruto, it hasn't gone according to plan. Sasuke's completely just gone off the beaten path. Yeah, yeah. He went to hang out with Snakey Boy and, and Kakashi Snakey Boy throughout- stuff. Yeah, he completely blames himself for all this, basically. He really, I'm the sensei. It's my responsibility, putting the responsibility on himself. He's done so many things where he's a guy that just wants to read his romance and do the bare minimum, which you like that stuff too, right? You just like to do what you love to do. But then the show pretty much forces him with situations that happen, like you need to take charge. You need to be the leader. You need to do this. And instead of like crying about it, he actually closes the book and gets the shit done. He's actually the person that is doing everything from everyone, taking the blame for everything. It's almost like different than Naruto though, because he's not talking people down. He's just getting shit done. And uh, I don't know, there's so much more I could explain and so much that he went through with his dad committing suicide and it's just he gets to meet his dad in in like a type of vision. It's just so much with this character, and he's not even the main character. It's it's phenomenal, and that's why he'll always be my number one. Maybe it's subject to change, but so far I just haven't found that one. I love it, man. I love it. I'm happy to see Kakashi was here. I started to get worried as the list ticked down a little bit. Were you gonna say like I forgot him or something? I was gonna be like, how the fuck did you forget Kakashi? Like. I get maybe not being number one, but to make not make it on the top 50, like he would have been the first guy I would have written down if I were you, but that apparently he was. <laughs> yeah, and then I forgot to say, like the 150 different competitions him and Mike Guy do because they're trying to compete and 
you think it's like death matches and it's not it's like rock paper scissors it's running up this hill it's literally doing how many push-ups it's guessing what's in my hand it's it's, it's chef's just, kiss it really and he, is he's all over the place he's wholesome but then he's like a sick badass and the next minute he can be a leader and the next minute he's literally like that guy that wants to be lazy and his boss is like hey when's that paperwork coming in uh a couple weeks from now and then he just dips it's like he's everything he's everything in one he's everything you'd want in a man yes he is <laughs> oh Ooh. fuck there it is here you have it everybody that is jd's top 50 anime characters of all time i'm out of breath you, you know what i i don't blame you it's a tough i think and the I think... shot also is starting to uh weigh down on me too about uh, the booster shot i'm starting to get a little tie tie yeah i understand i'm you know what good for you though man i think your episode ended up going longer than mine which is kind of wild oh shit yeah i tried to wrap it up i'm no, sorry no i'm not a, i'm not upset if our listeners are upset well sorry guys <laughs> but you're here so that's saying something. Yeah, please let me know what you guys think of my list. I understand it's not probably going to be perfect for any of you guys. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's definitely all over the place, and I definitely have some weird reasons why, but uh, I'm truly a simple man that likes what I like, and I go with it. Absolutely. Um, And we still want to hear from you guys. If y'all have a top uh, anime characters list, whether it be top 50, top 10, whatever, send it our way. Join the Discord. Post it up in the podcast chat. We would love to see it, because um, I, I, I honestly, I want to see some rolling in. I'm, I'm ready. I want to see what other people, maybe we could do a little like uh, me, me and JD did. Like, hey, look at that. We got the same number there. Anyway, um, but yeah, the Discord, do that. Join the Discord. It's fun. We talk a lot. It's cool. We got a lot of nice people in there. Links in the show notes. Hit us up on Instagram and Twitter. Give us a follow, all that good stuff. Rate and review us on Apple Podcast and Spotify. If you are not aware, Spotify has a rating system now. We've been seeing the ratings coming in, and it makes us feel really good. Thank you guys who have already rated. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Patreon.com slash Anime Brothers Podcast, where you can support us for a dollar each month. Um, and you get early access to the extra episodes that we post. We've got some extra episodes out. we got some Attack on Titan weekly episodes out. Uh, if you want to go check out more of our stuff, that's where to go. Uh, yeah, jeez, I got nothing. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining me and Earthworm for this uh, 100th episode, and we hope to see you for 100 more. Absolutely. All right, bye-bye, everybody. Peace out. <laughs>